we have an important announcement. PSA. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The show we've mentioned on every single episode thus far is opening next weekend, which means next week, when we would normally record this, we're gonna be so busy and tired. (laughs) Woo-woo. So we're gonna skip next week, uh, and possibly the week after, but we'll be back as soon as we possibly can. We will be back. We're not going away. We're just... Taking a small intermission. (laughs) I like how you're using the word intermission as though we will be working less in the time that we are taking, quote, off. Uh, For several shows, intermission was not time off. It was very, okay, so now we're a different person. Go. Excellent point. And uh, my voice is a little, little tired, so I have a cough drop in my mouth. So for all you, I hope this becomes an ASMR podcast. (laughs) Who can really say? Just a little taste of an ASMR podcast. Just a, yeah. re- a friendly reminder why this is not what you actually want to to happen here. Hey. Hey, uh, so do you want to make the music start playing? No credits. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heidi, and I have not touched a guitar in five weeks. And I'm Rory. <laughs> and I am tired. <laughs> We're pretty obsessed with books and movies and music, and every episode we talk about ones that we enjoy. Be warned, there are spoilers ahead. So who wants to start talking (laughs) about the book? Oof. Oof. Okay. Oh, there was a wet. Oof. That is is an oof. (laughs) There was a little puddle of water, but it is fine now. Instead of reading the description, which I feel like for this book is not unhelpful, but just not, there's no point. Yeah. Uh, I want to read one of the reviews, Mm. like halfway down the page, one of those review quote things. Yeah. Rapturous, astonishing, Gilead is an inspired work from a writer whose sensibility seems steeped in holy fire. From Elle magazine. Yes, Elle. (laughs) Get it, Elle. Elle Woods. Nope. Different Elle. I feel like Elle Woods would like this book. Oh, yeah. So it's Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, which is completely and entirely in all ways unrelated to The Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. So Gilead by Marilyn Robinson, not at all like The Handmaid's Tale. No, no, no. What is it like, I wonder? Can you explain? It's it's great. <laughs> it's There isn't, like, chapters. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, one long letter. With, like, indents. So there's little spaces in between, which is what I use to uh, separate, like, okay, we're done reading now. (laughs) Yeah. And I put my bookmark, like, kind of um, in the book as opposed to sticking out just wherever the indent I was on is, Mm -hmm. which is, you know. Yeah. (laughs) I do something similar. My rule just in general is if there's two of those line breaks on the same, like, I can see two of them. I just always stop before the first one. Yeah. Just as like a yeah. general rule. It doesn't make a huge difference. But I also always finish a chapter or that kind of thing. Like the whole, oh, I'll just stop reading now in the middle of a page and remember where I was. That's I'm like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. It sounds lovely. It's just not physically possible for me. So yeah. I don't do that. Anywho, what's Gilead about? 
it's great. <laughs> it's about a um, this old guy. What's his name again? John Ames. Yes, John Ames. Ooh, it's such a pretty. I love the last name Ames. Mm-hmm. Is that not a great name? I would use that as a middle name. Well, they do. John. Well, Ames. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I would use that as a middle name. Oh, that's such a great middle name. Yeah. Like, not even in this context. Anyway, tell us about John Ames. Yes. What's he like? What's his deal? Well, John Ames, uh, he knows that he's dying. So, and he's like an old, he's an old guy. He's an old dude. Mm-hmm. So, he's lived. He has lived his life. This isn't a, like, 20-year-old, I'm dying. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's lived his life. And he has a son who is seven? Yeah. Yeah. Seven. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. seven because I. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has a son who is seven, and uh, he knows he's dying, so he writes his son these letters for him to like go back and read when he's an adult to see how, you know, his father lived, which is very cute. It's very cute. Very cute. It's such a concept that it's like, why hasn't this been done before? Yeah. <laughs> like it's not complicated. The older father of you know, who married someone younger and is dying before their children will grow up. You know, that that feels like a book that could have been yeah. written, but it wasn't. Go and Marilyn Robinson. Go Marilyn Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> Writing the book that everybody needed. Mm-hmm. And John Ames is a minister and in the letters he's not really trying to preach, but he does talk a lot about ministry. Um and he's not trying to get his son to become a preacher. And a lot of the things he says about ministry, I'm like, that's just great life advice. Yeah. Um, there was one along the lines of, like, ministry forces you to ask the question, what is being asked of you? Right. And I'm like, that's just a great That's life a life question. question. <laughs> what is being asked of me in this moment? Um, do you have any quotes that you want to start off with? Because otherwise I'm going to find one. Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if this is... No, it is not the first quote that I highlighted, but it's the first quote that I found. So, it's on page 28, and it is, This is an interesting planet. It deserves all the attention you you can give it. That's a good one. What a cute... That's a very... (laughs) I love it. (sighs) This is the opening and closing sentence of a paragraph. Um... And it's just a paragraph on its own between two indents. You and Tobias are hopping around in the sprinkler. The sprinkler is a magnificent invention because it exposes raindrops to sunshine. Well, but you two are dancing around in your iridescent little downpour, whooping and stomping as sane people ought to do when they encounter a thing so miraculous as water. Water's great. It's so good. He talks about water like, oh, man, this is water. Like, David Foster Wallace can step Yes. Down. But it's so... Water is great. Sometimes I just have to think about how great water is. It's usually after, like, a long day of a lot of work mm-hmm. and, like, not a lot of water, <laughs> mm-hmm. evidently. <laughs> and so, like, that first sip of water that's so cold that you can feel it, like, go down. Mm-hmm. Oh that feeling and the taste of water so good Mm -hmm. there's also i don't know if you have this experience there's that moment when salt water touches my skin for the first time that i realize i can't be unsalt watered and so i'm going to have to 
like dive all the way in because I'm going to yeah. be salty either way. And like that flip from yeah. being clean to dirty to clean again that happens in the split second before I dive into a wave. I'm yeah. Like, this is a moment that doesn't occur outside of the ocean. Yeah. No, that, that, that. <laughs> <laughs> and this book really does talk a lot about water. It talks a lot about how, about gratitude. It talks a lot about reading. It has one of my favorite quotes about reading uh, that I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. But I've developed a great reputation for wisdom by ordering more books than I've ever had time to read and reading more books by far than I learned anything useful from, except, of course, that some very tedious gentlemen have written some books. <laughs> this is not a new insight, but the truth of it is something you will have to, you have to experience to fully grasp. Uh, yep. <laughs> I relate very heavily to this quote. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's that sentence. You can know a thing to death and be, for all purposes, completely ignorant of it. Oh, that one hit me so hard. <laughs> I'm just, oh, why did you have to expose me? And y- there are moments in this book where it's you start to forget that it's it's written uh, from the perspective of a father to his son, and af- and the yeah. intention is that the son has read it after the father dies. Yeah. So here are a couple quotes. Uh, one from page 53 and one from page 73 about that. Mm -hmm. All that is fine, but it's your existence I love you for mainly. Existence seems to me now the most remarkable thing that could ever be imagined. I'm about to put on imperishability. Oh, yes. This is another thing you know and I don't. How this ends. (gasps) Ah! My heart's not ready for I'm Gilead. I'm not ready. This, uh, yeah, I got assigned this book in two separate classes during my master's. And so whenever I read, I use, as you know, and our listeners don't, Crayola yeah. Twistables to highlight. And I use the same one through the whole book um, yep. so that I can see the different colors that I have. Uh, so that I so pretty. Yeah. And also that way I can kind of see what stood out to me the first time and what stood out to me the second. And there's a few pages where I can see blue and green and purple. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Wow, okay. (laughs) At least it's in different colors. It's just a lot of me resisting not highlighting the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. No, there's several pages where I'm like, oh, okay. So on these two pages, three things, (laughs) three sections are highlighted completely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ooh. Another one that, like, I didn't know other people thought this. That's so nice. Trees sound different at night, and they smell different, too. Oh. Mm. That one is fantastic. Well, and that's the section, (laughs) one of the sections, if I'm remembering right. I think I have a different quote on that page. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to see if I can find it. I might know it, because I might also have it, because I have another quote on that page. I've often been sorry to see a night end, even while I have loved seeing the dawn come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sentence right before yours. It's the <laughs> sentence right before it. <laughs> hey And also on that page, as you read this, I hope you will understand that when I speak of the long night that preceded these days of my happiness, I do not remember grief and loneliness so much as I do peace and comfort. Grief, but never without comfort. Loneliness, but never without peace. Almost never. Yep, I have that one highlighted. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. Dang it. Yep. A lot of this, it's not as plot-driven 
as like a oh this main point happens then this main point happens which leads to Mm -hmm. like blank because it's recalling his life basically Mm -hmm. and so it's a lot of a pretty book like it's such a pretty and nice book (laughs) it's it is there is one plot thread and it's that the main character john ames's best friend's son returns home and there are some events that that are precipitated from that and part of it is ames realizing that uh his best friend's trash son. Yeah. He has several sons and the <laughs> trash son. <laughs> the trash one. Who's named after him, John Ames Boughton, uh, is the right age to marry his own wife. And yeah. knowing that he's going to die and kind of that undercurrent of you go from these incandescent water sentences to him being like, and then came Jack. And then Jack came over. <laughs> I and was I was sitting on the swing. <laughs> yeah, the scene where it's like, I was sitting on the swing and I was having a nearly perfect morning. And then Jack came over and suddenly I was an old teetering old man who couldn't stand up from my stupid porch swing because there's nothing to grab onto on a porch swing. Yep, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack is basically the only plot point. This entire book, or all the events in this book, there is a, a plot version of it that's mm-hmm. told by Bowden's daughter, the best mm-hmm. friend's daughter, mm-hmm. that's really, really good, and that one's called Home. Um, yes. You don't have to read Gilead first. I actually read Home first, mm. which was bizarre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, to read Gilead, kind of knowing yeah. where it was going. Oh, yeah. Um, and Ugh. knowing how the Jack plot would work out. Yeah. And then realizing it doesn't matter, because what's important is... Who cares? <laughs> John Ames. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna spoil a sentence for you. It's in mm. it's on one of the last pages. Mm-hmm. And no one there for her to defend, which is the worst kind of abandonment. Mm. Yep, 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 yep. I'm exposed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. My organs are out. And just everything every time he directly addresses the sun, I forget that this book is like all the characters feel so real. Mm-hmm. Like even if they're just mentioned yeah like or they they appear on the page when he's describing them but they feel so incredibly real Mm -hmm. that i forget that it's a novel Mm -hmm. as opposed to a memoir yeah like an actual letter (laughs) to someone's son it could not be more touching if it was yeah uh i'd never have believed i'd see a wife of mine doting on a child of mine it still amazes me every time i think of it I'm writing this in part to tell you that if you ever wonder what you've done in your life, and everyone does wonder sooner or later, you have been God's grace to me, a miracle, something more than a miracle. You may not remember me very well at all, and it may seem to you to be no great thing to have been the good child of an old man in a shabby little town you will no doubt leave behind. If only I had the words to tell you. Hmm. <sighs> this is so good. Here's a question hmm. that I don't know the answer to. Could this be made into a movie? Hmm. I don't know. Just because there's so many, like, it would have to be, like, a major voiceover movie. Mm-hmm. Just because there's so many in inside thoughts that are so good and would be the only... Well, not the only reason, but, like, the best reason to make a movie. Yeah. The, I feel like, yeah, I, I would want to see it done well, yeah. but I would be so 
strongly opposed to being it, it being done poorly that I'm I'm almost happy not to have it made. Yeah. The one thing I think could be done without uh, anyone breaking their back is a one man. Like a one man play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because that's just someone memorizing yeah. two hours of content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be cool with that. That'd be, that'd be cool. Also, I've always pictured Tom Hiddleston as Jack Bowton. Yeah. Like, that's my that's my stand-in. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because John Ames complains about how Jack Bowton has preacher manners, even though he's not a preacher and didn't do anything to deserve preacher manners. Yeah. He just acts like one. I'm like, mm, Hiddleston. <laughs> hey Ooh. Here's one. Then I realized that what I saw was a full moon rising, just as the sun was going down. Each of them was standing on its edge, with the most wonderful light between them. It seemed as if you could touch it, as if there were palpable currents of light passing back and forth, or as if there were great taut skeins of light suspended between them. I wanted my father to see it. That's cute. That's not where that sentence ends, but that's... Like... that is about right yep uh this is him describing his wife and his descriptions of uh lila are just precious Uh. all through (laughs) i don't remember if her name is actually said in this book um but it's lila yeah because the other books the other book is lila um Now, your mother never talks about herself, really, and she never admits to having felt any sort of grief in her life at all. That's her courage, her pride, and I know you will be respectful of it, and remember at the same time that a very, very great gentleness is called for, a great kindness, because no one ever has that sort of courage who hasn't needed it. (laughs) Mm. Ames putting on his dad voice. (laughs) Oh, Ames. Amesy! I mean, how many times we've said, oh, I should tell you a lot about this book, but it also doesn't let you sit. It's not a feel-good book in the sense that, like, Legally Blonde is a feel-good movie. Yeah. It's a book that makes you feel brave and compassionate. Like, something that should tell you, like, enough about this book is I was very mad (laughs) last Friday. Yep. Yep. I was just in a very mad, mad time. And so I chose that I, like, I really wanted to read, like, so very much. And the book I was currently reading was very violent. And I felt like that might not be the right answer. And then I chose this one. And it is, what the best choice. Yeah. It was the best choice that could have possibly happened. And I'm so proud of my subconscious of (laughs) being like hey this one question mark i was actually super nervous when i recommended that like gilead be on your long list that you would like not like it Hmm. (laughs) why because i like it so much yeah okay i was very that's why i don't (laughs) recommend anything to you (laughs) is because like if i like something then i'm just scared that it's gonna be bad (laughs) Yeah. Which I understand you could like things <laughs> just because you like them, but also. Well, yes, that was a very long conversation I had <laughs> with some other friends of mine. You can just enjoy it. Well, and I've you've also never given me a recommendation that I was like, wow, I don't see what the point of this was. Yeah, but like, I've given you three recommendations uh, in the span of 
eight years. <laughs> if only I had the words to tell you. <laughs> no, I was super nervous about Gilead. I was like, I really hope she likes it. And also it's so preacherly and mm-hmm. so gentle and tender that I'm like, I don't know if Rory will enjoy feeling this scene. Right. Um, and it's not the kind of book, the difference between this book and Turtles All the Way Down is like, Turtles All the Way Down feels like, oops, I wrote this. Right. <laughs> Whoopsie. And uh, this book feels very, um, for me, the feeling I get reading it is is almost like I'm a child again, like being told about how I behaved that day, mm-hmm. like from a parent. Right. Um, which is not a feeling everybody likes, but a feeling I right. sincerely enjoy when it's Marilyn Robinson writing as John Ames. Um, and Home doesn't feel like that and Lila doesn't feel like that. Like right. each of them have a very distinct. Which is great. What a great, mm-hmm. what a mim, what a impressive, what an impress, impressive. But yeah, no, it's very, it's very cute. It's very sweet, and I very much like it. Like all the descriptions, I really like reading descriptions, and like John Ames takes time to describe things and describe them well, and so it's just so nice. Like I like descriptions of scenes as well as descriptions of like this is a little not for this like specific book but like violence like it's more of a description and being able to describe that that's so very interesting and being able to describe like (sighs) this is a little extra but (laughs) being able to describe like the flesh of your cheek pulling away Mm -hmm. like just biting like a chunk from your cheek and Mm -hmm. like blood but like that like describing that and taking the time to describe that is just so interesting to me that other people realize they could do that Mm -hmm. because like that's not the first thought that comes to mind like it would just be like oh I was punched in the face instead of like I was punched in the face and I like I bit my cheek Mm -hmm. and the taste and like it oh yeah i just really like descriptions Mm -hmm. well and this book has actually quite a bit of civil war stuff in it too Mm -hmm. so it has not so much violence but the the scars that are left behind after violence and those are those scenes are like brutal in the sense that you can feel all of the underlying pain right all of the conflict around it um the time that they spend wandering in the desert. Mm-hmm. It's just like, every time I read that, it creeps up on me how much danger they're in. Yeah. And that is impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's, that's scary. Worst nightmare. <laughs> Being in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> just ever. Just at all, actually. Just. Generally speaking, in the desert. <laughs> the things that, uh, the things that get described and the things that get left out. It's one of my favorite things that happens is when someone is trying to capture a past that's already passed. Mm-hmm. Like, or a past that the reader isn't sharing. Right. Um, As opposed to like, oh, you remember when this was how things were here. Right. It's like, no, this is before your time. Right. Um, a good before your time book is one of my favorites and a bad before your time book Will not appear on this podcast, I hope. Why would it? 
this is about things we like. Oh yeah, it's in the it's in the credits. <laughs> it's in the credits. It must be true. Gilead being um very much trying to capture the beauty of somewhere and something that is very ordinary. Um <laughs> the movie <laughs> kind of tries to do the same thing but from the opposite tack because it's a young person trying to leave a place that they secretly love. Yeah. Ladybird. Hey. We had to Google it. Um, <laughs> starring Saoirse Ronan. Lady Bird, uh, I was not expecting to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah, we, me too. We both watched it for the first time last week. Yeah. Yeah. And Lady Bird follows a senior in high school who attends Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's basically just her and her mom. And their journey apart and together and, and, and uh, how they relate to each other. Yeah. And it tried really hard to get the rated R rating. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so that it could hit that good college age audience and remind them, like, call your mom, don't hate Jesus. Hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, um, all right. I. But the the scene that I think is is the what when I was like, okay, Lady Bird connects with Gilead, is uh, the scene where the nun tells Lady Bird that, um. Or asks her if loving something and paying attention to something are in fact the same yeah, thing. Yeah. And I'm like, yep. Yep. yep Attentiveness. Yep, 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 I yep, love yep. it. Yeah. I just like all the dynamics in Ladybird. Like all the family dynamics. Yeah. And I love the I love the dad being like, I need you to read these letters that your mother wrote, but she can't know I let you read them. So mm-hmm. don't mention it, please. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Want some Dorito Doritos? Mm-hmm. I love also all the things that like the best friend story, the best friend arc. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and we're both huge theater geeks, and so a lot of the little <laughs> theater jokes they have. Oh, Lady Bird. She jo- uh, Lady Bird joins the musical, but doesn't do the spring play, even though she was cast as the Tempest in William Shakespeare's The Tempest, and she just screams, "There's no character as the Tempest." <laughs> They made it up so that everyone could have a part to play. And I'm just thinking back to youth theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Beauty and the Beast. This is Cogsworth. And this is Twist, the pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> and the two uh, dust dusters. Ooh, feather dusters are traditional, though. Mm. Okay. Uh, they're normally featured dancers. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because the tight skirts. Yeah. The fact that we made them appear a lot was because of the casting and okay. they were not featured dancer children yeah. but um yeah no <laughs> the feather dusters are traditional yeah huh. twist was great though twist was great and he's playing a uh, dr grimwig and oliver so that's exciting <laughs> <laughs> he's matured to a character that was pre-written hey killing the game aj killing it <laughs> fits <laughs> oh baby fits <laughs> We'll explain that at some point. Not this episode. Some point. One day. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I I liked the color in Ladybird too. Like yeah, I loved all the nice pictures of the area they were in. Yeah, the lighting design reminded me of a show Heartland. Mm. <laughs> um, it reminded me of a horse <laughs> movie, and if you've seen a horse movie, you know exactly how the lighting designer lit this film. Yeah, any horse movie. Yeah, I really like how they like kind of paired the really pretty like detailed well lit pretty lighting uh like picture scenes of the place that they are sacramento yep 
Sacramento. I remember that. <laughs> I totally remembered that. But I like how they showed very detailed pictures. So when it, like, mm-hmm. when the nun goes to be, when the nun says uh, paying attention and loving something mm-hmm. are the same, you kind of really get to see what it was that she was seeing. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that, that that, that was the trick of, like, how mm-hmm. she sees Sacramento is how we've seen this yeah. movie. Dang it. What? <laughs> That's a really good thought. <laughs> um, Let me have this. I don't have many. No, I mean like, oh, that's, yeah. It also explains why New York looks so different. We also should have told that to Chloe before she had to write stuff for her film class. Excuse you. We don't cheat for Chloe. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> Chloe cheats for us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and Chloe Chin is an excellent student. Yes. Um, but we... We did watch it uh, with a friend who's taking a summer film class. Yeah. Is the is the story of it. So it wasn't a movie that uh, Rory or I picked to watch, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. And oh, all, all yeah. the people I'd heard like it, I was like, oh, I trust your taste. But I, for some reason, it wasn't anywhere close to being on my list. Yeah, no. But the lighting and the color seemed very much like how she described it to be, mm-hmm. which was very, like, it was nice. Because the description, like, could have been enough, but the fact that they, like, let us see it and let us see her seeing it was very nice for that final, like, knife-wrenching, paying attention and loving something are the same thing, question mark? Mm-hmm. Well, and I also, Matt, that moment had an extra, especially big, like, not only stabbing the knife in, but a full <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> um because I had a, a very similar conversation when it came up uh, in my fiction, How I Talk About Maui. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> step, in, step, 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 step. In college, that conversation happened, and I was like, no! <laughs> I don't want to pay attention. <laughs> I don't want to pay attention. What if I want to ignore it? Mm-hmm. Can I just close my eyes and run down the street? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, I could. Physically, yes. But. Uh, but yeah, paying attention is, is not as fun as it sounds because it is a payment you have to make. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> what if I want to ignore it all? What if I don't want to pay attention? That's also a very good summary of Ladybird because most of the plot points are just her discovering things she hasn't noticed. Um, yeah. Like her dad's depression or... Yeah. Uh, that her first boyfriend is gay. Oh, bud. <laughs> how how uh, absolutely fantastic her best friend actually is as a person. Yeah. Just all of those things of, like, they don't bother to try to make a single cohesive story of, like, she needed to learn all these lessons to solve the murder. Yeah. It's like, no, this is growing up. You discover things. Yeah. And make mistakes. It was very much a, like, coming of age movie mm-hmm. it was nice it was noise it was noise and smart mm-hmm. <laughs> noise smart <laughs> noise smart yeah i liked it and I'm, I'm glad we were forced to watch it yeah i'm glad we're forced to watch movies mm-hmm. for her film class not all of them are great <laughs> but many aren't but you know yep 
Yep. I'm I'm understanding even more the difference between iconic and good. Yeah. Or I I like it versus it's good. Yeah. Like a couple of the movies I'm like, yeah, this is really good. I genuinely do not ever want to watch this again. Whereas Lady Bird, yeah. I could see becoming like a, a head cold movie. Yeah. Like very easily being a head cold movie. Yeah, you can just kind of watch it and exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not <laughs> fully there, but just kind of be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this film class is very much of a like, you can not like the movie and like the experience. Mm-hmm. At least like the way it's we're fun taking watch- it. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's fun watching these movies because of how we're watching it. But like a lot of them, if we were to watch it alone, it would be, yeah, no, I hated this whole experience. It was, I didn't like the movie. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun. But like since we're watching it, you can like something or you can like having a, an experience without liking the thing that forces you to have that experience. Uh, <laughs> John Davis, my math teacher in high school, used to say the difference definitionally mm-hmm. between an ordeal and an ad- adventure is basically just your attitude because it's yeah. not an adventure until something goes wrong. Yeah. And so the only difference is is your attitude about the thing that's gone wrong. And a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of it is just finding people who make it an adventure instead of an ordeal. This um, film class is an adventure. <laughs> and also this movie is a lot of like finding yeah. the adventure in the ordinary. Yeah. And a lot of really stupid mistakes that you make when you're a high school senior. You know. <laughs> All Yay. the dum-dums. So we had a book about being old and kind of ex- experiencing life backwards and trying to pass down um, everything that you would want to tell someone over the course of a lifetime that you're not going to get to. Mm-hmm. We had a movie about growing up and discovering Sort of all those little last minute things you need to know before you go on to college and sort of become an adult. All yeah. Or all those last little things that make you an adult, depending yeah. on how you look at it. And then we have the album, which Yay. is discovering how much adult is left to be had when you're in like <laughs> your 30s. Uh, and the album is... Da, 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 Air for Free by Reliant K. Is it your favorite Reliant K album? Yeah. 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 I mean, Creepier <laughs> Eevier <laughs> is a close second. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no. Air for Free is my favorite. I think Air for Free is my favorite. I'm still torn between Air for Free and Forget and Not Slow Down. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and I think I think Air for Free is slowly edging it out. Right. Uh, I've just had more years to love Forget yeah. and Not Slow Down. But Air for Free is uh, if you've listened to the Beach Boys Pet Sounds mm. or um, the Beatles Revolver, um, Sergeant Pepper's era, where they're kind mm-hmm. of starting to think about like, well, what can we do musically and not worry about the radio so much? Like, who mm-hmm. cares? Right. Um, except for it's Reliant K and they can do it because, hey, the Internet, people can listen to the whole album again. Woo. <laughs> the yeah. era of albums has returned. Wee. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, it's funny because it's the album that made me go, oh, I like this song and and this song and this and this song and, and also this one and maybe that one. I like Reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I like Air for Free. It's great. Yep. And like a lot of the songs 
I'll listen to like when I'm listening to the album, I'll be like, oh, I'll skip this one or like, oh, this one's not that great. And then I'll listen to it like in a playlist or like among other songs. And I'm like, oh, it's great. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's so... uh, it really rides that line that after laughter rides with making me feel yeah. just a little too exposed to be comfortable, yeah. but not completely exposed where I feel like, oh, I can't listen to this right now. Yeah. I can't <laughs> listen to this <laughs> with other people here. I can't listen to this in public. What are you talking about? Ooh, the one that I, I genuinely am like, mm, sometimes I'm like, maybe, maybe I can't is Flower. Yeah. Um, which is about uh, wanting someone to love and just a very like laying in bed alone and imagining what it would be like to not be alone right. in like the purest yeah. and sweetest sense of that not it's not a uh, it's not a booty call song it's very no. much a because uh, <laughs> I realized or as a booty call song oh, uh, no. well that's closer by the chain smokers <laughs> <laughs> flower booty call edition but no flower is very much a uh it's more of like a wedding proposal song yeah type of thing um and uh also i'm i'm really excited because i've been a reliant k fan since around the time they put out mm-hmm. um so i'm mm-hmm. excited for you to work backwards <laughs> and kind of hear the prototypes of all of these songs yeah like the first yeah reliant k song that's about the same thing yeah um and like how they've matured is so insane because uh, they've they write all their own songs. And so there's definitely songs on each album where I'm like, if you take the time, you can kind of trace out right. sort of what question is still being asked or what question is still being answered. Right. And sort of what's being followed in Air for Free is, I think, the most hopeful of all of the albums, mm-hmm. like with all of the questions. Oh, um, <laughs> And the most, the most, uh, agency driven, Mm -hmm. like man is such a different song than all of the other songs about not really being a full blown adult or feeling immature or feeling like I can't do it. I'm not big enough yet. Um, man from air for free is by far the most mature and musically the most mature. Yeah. Like air for free. I feel like with after laughter, a lot of the times when I really want to listen to it, I'm like, I'm craving the words and not as much the sound. Mm-hmm. And there are other things where I'm craving the sound, and I'm using the word craving because that's the right word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> exactly word. the word I chose. But uh, I have like a craving for sound, or I have craving for like certain lyrics, or certain words, or certain type of lyrical song, or you know, instrumental. But <laughs> like with Air for Free, it can be both, and it can also be both at the same time. Like, I'm craving both right now at the same time, all in one. Or it could be I'm craving these lyrics. Or it can be I'm craving... Like, I... Mm-hmm. It's a all-over <laughs> craving. Yeah. The the thing that I think Reliant K is good at that not every band is good at, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things that makes me kind of keep coming back to them, is that they m- match the music style to the lyrics so well like the things that they do musically to carry the story forward yeah it's almost it reminds me not in the the 
the actual structure of it, but in sort of the vibe of it, mm-hmm. in like some deep weird sense of <laughs> of like musical theater, yeah. where oh, this is how this yeah, kind of song, this is how it should feel, mm-hmm. and this is like the music very much matches the lyrics and like how it should feel, and not even like in an all over traditional sense. It just like the music. It doesn't have to be obvious, mm-hmm. like the way that it the music makes you feel, or the way that the music relates to the feeling doesn't have to be obvious but when you hear it you're like oh yep this is what i feel and that's right that is correct yep um the line in flower the do you hear wedding bells is sung Mm -hmm. in partial harmony i think and like is in sometimes it's sung in harmony sometimes it's not yeah and the lines around it are are sung in harmony yeah and the somebody 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 the harmonies stack and so it's like oh wow this is really cool yeah um the harmonies are great and that's such a nice thing that i get to hear harmonies because i love harmonies <laughs> like there's pre-made harmonies instead of you know you chloe and i making harmonies for songs mm-hmm. and just kind of doing it but like they're pre-made pre-established pre-made pre-packaged harmonies mm-hmm. and like several there's harmonies enough included <laughs> air yeah. for free harmonies included well, and over the years, Reliant K has also just gotten better at music and better at matching sound to right. music. Like, Collapsible Lung, which came out right before Air for Free, super yeah. poppy and also kind of deliberately immature as far <laughs> as they were trying to yeah. tell the story of people yeah. who were kind of making the wrong decision because it felt nice. Yeah. And the music is very, yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which I know we'll, we'll eventually have a whole Collapsible Lung uh segment but yeah and a counter example yeah. is in collapsible lung they have a kind of deliberately if not off tune way too loose tom drum that mm-hmm. opens the song gloria mm-hmm. um about this relationship that's super dysfunctional <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, on extra. air for free they have mountaintop that opens with a two instrument riff played in sync uh, and yeah. it's like okay yep that tells me all I need to know about this okay. relationship. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, I I just uh, like it a lot, and I like that my favorite band, nice. my favorite band keeps being good. They continue the greatness, and they continue to try. They're trying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reliant K is trying. Matt Thiessen is trying. I want Matt Hoops's new pedal that just came out. He also released the settings for a few songs, like, with that pedal, how to copy the guitar sound. I'm like, I'm not saying I'll definitely screenshot that and use it all the time. But he gave the screenshot for the misery business tone, so. Yeah. Just a side note. Side note. It Great. <laughs> side note, just because I haven't played the guitar for a minute doesn't mean I don't want to. Hey. It's only been four weeks, not five weeks, because I was working in the music store. But you've touched a guitar. Mm, yeah, but <laughs> mm. you have touched a guitar, technically. I'm not re-recording the intro. No, that's stupid. <laughs> we'll just uh, correct ourselves later. We are like, on it. You a, know, life. <laughs> we are <laughs> on a tangent, y'all. Well, you know, fix the car, fix the house, fix the flaws <laughs> in myself. So, it's never done. done. <laughs> Now that we're on the topic of air for free. <laughs> That's another one. Like trying to sing that vocal part is like, oof, 
you have to be able to breathe fast at the end of that if you're singing the background part for fix the car fix the house fix the flaws in myself fix the car fix the house fix the flaws in myself it's like I'm like I can't breathe this fast yeah my mouth just stopped using words and just started making sounds again so so that tells me <laughs> that we are... We've got precisely... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, what that tells me is that unless you have some other specific thoughts about air for free, do you? Uh, I just have the one rule of in um, Elephant Parade. Mm-hmm. Jack Rabbit. Mm-hmm. You have to say Jack Rabbit and Dagnabbit. Say Jack Rabbit and Dagnabbit. You don't have to say the rest of the verse, but you have to say Jack Rabbit. <laughs> Dagnabbit. <laughs> you have to sing both of those. So, you know, for all y'all who actually take the recommendations, that's a rule. And all y'all who have already listened to it before there is the other rule in sleeping that you have to say i'm not sleeping tonight come on over yeah you do have to sing that line yeah um and i specifically because i feel exposed have to sing the opening to run in but yeah not everyone has to um but yeah do you have any other any other uh just like well we need to talk about this about air for free it's a uh, piano rock so mm-hmm. not super heavy not radio friendly because the songs have a lot of transitions in them. Yeah. But it's not uh it's not super heavy or weird. It's just Yeah. They do that minor key thing and then they come back and then they do some tempo changes. Yeah. All that stuff. It's great. I love them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking at my little counter thing, I think it's time to ask you, what is your wreck of the week? I forgot. <laughs> no, I remember, I remember. Okay. My wreck of the week is, uh, it's a specific one song mm-hmm. from Adam Young's yes. Corduroy Road <laughs> original score, and it is the fourth song, and it is Sherman uh-huh. from <laughs> Corduroy Road. It's um a song that I feel I need to listen to, and it's for the music thing, because it doesn't have any lyrics, because... If you don't know Adam Young's like themey things, they don't have lyrics. It's instrumental. So yes, that it's great. I feel like I want to listen to it a lot. Mm-hmm. And the last time I listened to it in your car, I believe, mm-hmm. I realized it was like that one song that I talked about either last week or a few weeks ago called Bloom. Oh, the screw tape letters one. The episode on screw tape. Yeah, it's in that one. Yeah, which whichever one that was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the one where you can just like listening to it in your headphones and in the car. It's just like it's it just feels satisfying. And like it just feels right. Like the sound feels right. I don't know how to explain that feeling, but it's something that I get for those two songs and I didn't realize until the last time I listened to Sherman in your car that that is that is the feeling. Mhm. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about the Adam Young scores thing, just for anyone that doesn't know what it is? Yeah. Okay, so the Adam Young uh, original score thingies are these, like, soundtracks to these historical events, basically. 
so like the Titanic and uh, what's that the Andes thing the people in the Andes that the soccer team that crashed that one there's uh, a lot of spacey ones Mm. Project Excelsior is my favorite of the spacey ones just FYI yeah so those are really nice and I love the covers they're so pretty Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh they're so pretty but they're instrumental and they're great and they're about like 10 songs each I don't know if they're exactly 10 like all of them are exactly 10 songs yeah they're at least about 10 songs yeah I know so yeah it's great I love that one specific like I like that whole Corduroy Road Mm -hmm. album but I yeah I especially like Sherman it just feels like it I think I like it yeah I think Corduroy Road is my favorite of the um of all of the Adam Young soundtracks Mm -hmm. and they're all I think they might still be free on his website Adam Young scores but they're definitely still on everywhere else like iTunes and stuff um and for anyone that missed it, Al- Adam Young is also Owl City, same guy. So yeah. it's just his instrumental stuff, and it's fantastic and my favorite study music and got me through college. Yes, it's great. <laughs> I read, ooh, ooh, <laughs> I totally forgot about this, but that's perfect. Um, while I was really reading Gilead, I wanted to be in the AC because it was like daytime, mm-hmm. and I'm used to reading, like heavy reading at night. And so when I do like full on, long haul reading <laughs> mm-hmm. i want it to be in the ac because it's hot here and it's summer so so i had to read it in the living room which meant the tv was on and my parents were in the room so i couldn't just kind of read and also the news was on and so i listened to Quidditch road while reading gilead and that was a mood <laughs> what a mood oh boy I'm going to need to do that. I've never, yeah. I, I think I did that oh, when I was great. in college, but I was also reading Gilead fast and this yeah. time I get to savor it. It was so good. I think I was especially like, I especially vividly remember reading the stuff about, uh, the other kid, mm-hmm. John Ames. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is, that is something, especially since Gilead does have all that civil war stuff and Corduroy Road has all those hymn melodies that are thrown mm-hmm. in. Oh, also, fact-checking. I don't remember if we said this, but uh, the the other dude is, in fact, named after his father and not him. Mm-hmm. John Ames. John, John Ames. Jack Ames. Jack. So, John Ames Bowton, or Jack Bowton, is named after John Ames, the narrator. Mm-hmm. Because it Bowton named his son after his best friend because his best friend wasn't gonna have any kids wasn't it his best friend's father no john ames is the narrator and then john ames bowton is bowton's son john ames's son is named after somebody but i don't remember who it is Hmm. but but jack bowton is nicknamed jack because he's a namesake yeah but a big deal is made of it by John Ames that he is frustrated that John Ames Bowden shares his exact <laughs> There's a lot of namesake stuff, we, uh, and I might be able to find it. I might have it. Right. But at one point in a class, we did like a web of who is related to who by name. <laughs> and by the end of it, it was not a bubble chart. It was a straight up web. Like oh it was gosh. so complicated. And that's the thing. Gilead, going back, is 
ridiculously complicated. Yeah. Uh, but in a way that you can just kind of read it and enjoy it. Yeah. It reminds me of classical that way, like classical music. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on, but you're also allowed to just kind of be in it. Yeah. It's nice. So uh, this was not my record of the week, but I'm going to add on to yours reading Gilead while listening to Corduroy Road. <laughs> that's a that's a mood. <laughs> mood and a half. Um I have a single poem. And it's Billy Collins's On Turning 10. Mm-hmm. Uh which a lot of poets I guess write about on turning 20 and then 30 and then 40 and then 50. Yeah. All the big years and so he kind of parodied that yeah. by writing On Turning 10 and it turned into super sincere. Oh, I mean. Um, <laughs> so here is the second stanza of On Turning Ten. You tell me it is too early to be looking back, but that is because you have forgotten the perfect simplicity of being one and the beautiful complexity introduced by two. But I can lie on my bed and remember every digit. At four, I was an Arabian wizard. I could make myself invisible by drinking a glass of milk a certain way. At seven, I was a soldier. At nine, a prince. <laughs> It's so cute. It's so cute and uh, striking. It 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 gets me every time. Yep. It's it's a it's one of the very few poems I don't highlight poems very much because I don't right. like changing the rhythm of it by yeah. overemphasizing a line. It's one of the few that I actually like highlighted a stanza. Yeah. So, my wreck of the week is on turning ten by Billy Collins. Mm. What a cutie. Which is great for this. <laughs> for this one, this podcast. This podcast that accidentally became uh, about aging? Yeah. Hey, we found our theme. Ages. Hey. <laughs> Wait. I think it's my turn. I get to make the music start. Roll credits. <laughs> our theme song is Downtown Love by Reese from his EP It's Okay to Be Sad. This podcast is produced and edited by me. Both uh, myself and Rory do pre-production by reading and watching and listening to all of the things. If you're enjoying Spoilers Ahead, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and I'm going to throw you a curveball. If you have questions for us that you'd like to hear answered, give us a shout-out on social media. Ooh, spicy. (laughs) Well, because we have the week off. I figure we can give people something to do. You guys all have homework. (laughs) Homework. Anyway, we are going to go open a play, and after it's open, we'll come back and and cry about it with y'all. Yay! Okay, bye. (laughs) Don't get hung!